Man, that sunset is gorgeous. Grill, patio, sunset. Hard to get better than that. Unless you're browsing Carvana's inventory while you soak it all in. Oh, burger time. So sit back, get comfortable. Carvana's got thousands of cars under $20,000 just waiting for you. I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today. Ah. The comfort of your favorite seat is now your comfy car selling command center. Thanks to Carvana. It doesn't get any better than this. Your favorite seat's the best spot in the house. Make it even better by entering your license plate or VIN and getting a real offer in minutes. There really is no place like home. And speaking of home, Carvana will pick up your car from yours after you finalize your offer. Visit Carvana.com or download the app and sell your car from your comfy place. The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Hi there, I'm Lauren McGoodwin with teammate Aaliyah Kamalova. Welcome to The Females, a podcast from Career Contessa that delivers helpful, actionable career tips and advice for women so you can be more fulfilled, healthy, and successful at work. And we want to welcome everyone back to a brand new season that's happy 2021, happy new year. Um, And you know, you can expect a lot of the same this year from us, which is amazing career advice delivered to you weekly every Tuesday. On today's episode, we'll be discussing two things. What is bragging and why does it impact your career? And the four best ways to make your accomplishments known and never sell yourself short at work. And now this is The Females. Hi, Meredith. Welcome to The Females. Thank you so much for having me. I'm really excited to be here. Can we start with learning a bit more about your background and really what inspired you to write Brag Better? Absolutely. I have been working on my book, Brag Better, for about seven years. I first came up with the concept in 2013, but stepping back, uh, I'm a freelance writer of 16 years. I am a host. I am an entrepreneur. And I started my company, Fine Point, about 10 years ago, more as a public relations firm. I grew up in and around the media and politics bubble of Washington. I did everything in and around media from 18 on with writing or throwing events or just getting publicity for things. And it started more in the digital strategy realm, but it really morphed into more traditional PR. And as I was running campaigns in technology, consumer lifestyle, business, I was getting a lot of requests for individual representation, which meant that there was this element of personal brand and personal voice that was missing from a lot of PR services or just other offerings. And People would come to me, CEOs, founders, other people in positions of power, and see not only how the individual and sort of this cult of personality, for better or worse, was driving business more than ever before, but also that I had built a personal brand simultaneous to my business. And so I started to represent people. And what I realized was a couple of things. One, this sort of new category of celebrity that was really interesting to me, which was leadership as celebrity and You know, we've seen a lot of pitfalls of that of recent, but I still think it is a driver, a significant driver of business more than ever before, but also that nobody knew how to talk about themselves and that that was particularly difficult for women, but not only for women. And we didn't have vocabulary for it or the right role models. Uh, We'll get into that, you know, a little bit, but that is where Brag Better came from. So let's just like get right into it. What exactly is real bragging? 
So what do people mistake as bragging most of the time? Because I feel like there's like this negative connotation immediately when you hear brag. Yeah. So I use a controversial word, which is brag. I have been, as a writer, you know, I, I champion a vocabulary to talk positively about professional accomplishment, but it doesn't exist. And I sort of had to use brag for just true lack of any other options. And I decided that I would rather redefine it as stating true facts about your work strategically and cohesively to advance your career than, than try to come up with a new word, which is extremely difficult uh, and, and I didn't think would work, or come up with a phrase that I didn't think would catch people as much. So everyone experiences the same things when they hear the word brag or when they think about self-promotion, which is fear, anxiety, shame, just sort of a lack of understanding, judgment, being afraid of feeling obnoxious or that person or whatnot. My argument is that bragging, stating facts, simply stating facts about your work to the parties that make the decisions is something that is crucial to advance your career and nobody knows what you've done until you tell them. So 99% of people that come to me say, I'd rather put my head down and do the work, but you have to communicate your work to others so that they can reward you for it. And there's about 20 interviews in this book, but one friend of mine, Ruth Ann Harnish, who is in the book, talks about how bragging is actually accurate reporting of your career. And so I know it's a hard word. It's one that I care about reclaiming and redefining and, and that it is an essential practice at any stage of career. In your experience with clients and writing this book, why do women, and I know you said women did struggle, but really, truly everyone does. But specifically, why do women struggle with bragging and highlighting their own accomplishments? Yeah, because it runs almost entirely counter to messaging that we receive and that, you know, patriarchal ideas of the workplace and how women should be and act and seem and sound deeply impacted. So for women, everything is amplified. That's sort of any kind of other. Bragging better is is intertwined with privilege and the privilege to be heard is often means men, white men in particular. Um, and, and so for women, historically, positive attributes were associated with passive behaviors, particularly around voice. She was shy. She was demure. She was coy. Those things actually meant that someone was very alluring and attractive, but it also meant she was entirely silent, which is interesting. So historically, you have that problem. Then you also have the problem that women are judged on metrics that men are not. Appearance, how your voice sounds, your age, your size, all of those things are very real and they are just, you know, misogyny, but, but they exist. And then the other piece that makes it so difficult is it's not always a pretty picture to be a woman who decides to put herself out there. When I talk about bragging better and advocating for yourself and your work, that could mean for an internship. That could also mean for a corporate board seat. But we see, you know, putting aside the real potential danger of being a woman in public, like actual physical danger, there's a lot of, a lot of blowback that happens online and offline. And so those, those factors make it really, really difficult uh, for women to, to want to speak up. And, you know, particularly for women of color that, you know, adds an entire other layer of racism as well, which is deeply difficult to navigate. Do you think sometimes you were talking about like how it can be 
really challenging, not just to brag, but also there's blowback. Do you think sometimes there's more blowback from women upon other women who are good at bragging? Or do you think it it's equally from men and women? Just <laughs> most people are uncomfortable with a woman bragging. Yeah. I mean, well, most people are uncomfortable with, with someone bragging or someone choosing to say, I'm proud of my work. I'm not going to apologize for it. I'm going to share it. And I am going to use it as a tool to advance my career and get what I want. That is a pretty audacious concept. And that is especially audacious for women. It's like, how dare you be proud of yourself without an apology or without a caveat? Mm -hmm. And yes, I mean, the nastiest things that have ever been said to me in a professional context have been from women. It's not even close. Like, I mean, like sometimes I think that men don't have the nuance to be as nasty as women. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> they didn't go through middle school with a bunch of girls. <laughs> yeah. Like I think that like the, the, you know, I've had men sort of yell at me and then that's it. It's over. You know, it's, it's a different, right. it's a totally different mm-hmm. bag, but yeah, I mean, that's totally a thing. But also when you are someone who shares her work, states true facts about her work strategically and cohesively to advance your career, it elicits a lot of feelings in other people. And, you know, some of that is in the book. There's a lot about this, about like whether that's a you problem or a them problem, and also whether that's going to hold you back. If someone is uncomfortable with your bragging and they are the purse strings, like you need to know that because then you might have to temper it. But on the whole, it's so much easier for someone to call me obnoxious. I've been called like every name or whatever than it is for someone to say, you know, I can't do that. And it makes me anxious to even think about my doing that. So instead of, dealing with those feelings, I'm just going to insult her. Mm-hmm. And that's what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it seems like a lot to unpack. So up next, <laughs> Meredith will share the four best ways to make your accomplishments known and never sell yourself short at work. Hi guys, my name is Sarah Nicole and I am the host of the Papaya Podcast, where each week we dish out some sweetness mixed in with some seeds of wisdom all through candid conversations in a very real and tangible way. I want everyone to know that they're not alone and that we share in these experiences called life. And sometimes when we get to know somebody else's story, it changes ours a little bit as well. So I want you to tune in with us on Mondays, subscribe, rate and review it and keep these conversations going with us. You can tune in behind the scenes at the Papaya Podcast and and the birds papaya on Instagram as well. Can't wait to see you next week. I used to care so much about portraying a perfect life and acting like everything was okay when really things were far from it. I was secretly battling anxiety, depression, and an eating disorder. So it was a lot. I am Victoria Garrick, former Division One athlete, mental health advocate, and host of Real Pod. Every Wednesday, I sit down with celebrities, athletes, entrepreneurs, and more to talk about the inner thoughts and feelings that we're all struggling with. So leave the filters and facetunes at the door and join me on RealPod. So you have these four brags that every woman should try to boost her career. And the very first one that you recommend is the OG bio. So what does that mean? And can you even give us an example of this, you know, OG bio? Yeah. So what is a bio? A bio is basically a written document that in full sentences talks about your whole career. And a lot of more junior people get nervous that they don't have experience. And it's funny because I I do a lot of speaking and training, particularly to younger audiences, but also senior audiences, and they're afraid of each other. So it's like, well, I don't have any experience, you know. I and I'm like, well, you do this leadership thing in college, like you can't help your age. Like, 
you have certain characteristics that will make you a good employee, that will make you a good manager. And then people at the top are like, well, these young people are coming in. They all have all these skills <laughs> I don't have. I always want to make that clear. But um, so your bio is is everything written out about you and your career in a strong narrative. I am very pro-bio. And by pro-bio, I mean having one that is up to date, putting in a quarterly calendar reminder to update it and having it be consistent across platform. So whether that is on LinkedIn, whether that is on your personal website or company website, the two things that really break through when it comes to sharing a message, because so much of bragging better is about being in control of your own narrative, but also using a publicist toolkit is consistency and repetition. And a lot of people skip over the bio because it's very hard to write about yourself, which you can always enlist help. Bragging better is a team sport um, and you have to do it in service of others, but also people can help you. You don't have to do this alone. And I certainly haven't. And I don't think anyone who's gotten to a certain point has either, but it is an original bragging spot. We talked about how bragging can elicit a lot of negative feelings from people. In a bio, people expect to be bragged too. So they're already conditioned to see all of your accomplishments in one place and honestly not really make any judgments. And so people, I see people miss that and not really have a cohesive, strong bio. And you can bypass so much of the BS around people's feelings by having something like that where people expect, you know, same thing with like a resume. People expect you to brag on it. So, you know, your bio should be everything. It doesn't have to be in chronological order. We don't have to get into like the total nuts and bolts. I've written a lot about it. It's in the book and it's in varying articles around the internet, but it is a missed opportunity and I don't really see the bio going anywhere anytime soon. It's funny how much of that is just switching it from first person to third person is like, okay, now I'm off the hook, even though I'm writing this and I just did it as she did this. Now it seems so much easier than saying I did this or I won this. feels like such a small change. Yeah. I mean, there are lots of verbal tricks and ways of getting this outside of yourself. You know, it didn't make it into the book, but I, I, one of the reasons why I am the person to talk about this issue and work with this issue is it's about treating yourself like a PR campaign. And I talk about sort of the projected self. So like, who is this product? It's not exactly you, but it's a version of you that you want to market Mm -hmm. and get, you know, good PR for, whether that's internal, external, and that, and that is a way to also make it less scary because you're like, well, that's not actually me. Mm-hmm. It's just a version of me, which we all, mm-hmm. you know, which is a lot of what we do at work anyway. Yeah. I like that. It feels super comfortable. <laughs> okay. So next, create a better email signature. So what should someone include in that? So COVID really did a number on all of us. <laughs> very, very lucky for for very many reasons. There is a free chapter on how to brag better from home and online on the Brag Better website, which I'm sure will be linked in in the notes. Yeah. Um, But I did, you know, so Brag Better was supposed to come out in May 2020. It came out in June. I'm lucky it came out at all. I'm very grateful that it helped a lot of people uh, and continues to help people in times of uncertainty and job loss and just difficulty. But we are only two-dimensional right now. And I really feel for people who say, you know, I just got to get in the room and then I can win them over. So that might not sound, uh, you know, dramatic enough or so it might, might sound too dramatic for like an email signature. But all we have right now is sort of what's happening behind a screen. And I talked about email signatures before COVID, but we email a million people every day. We get introduced to a million people every day. We pitch ourselves to a million people every day. And, you know, one thing about controlling the narrative of your work and being your own best PR person is you want to hand someone who you are on a silver platter. 
So if I email you, let's say to pitch you to be on this podcast, and I don't include a link to, you know, cohesive overview of my book, the Brag Better website, or my personal website, or a previous podcast I was on that uh, is in the, you know, bottom of my signature, or a phone number in case, you know, you might want to pick up the phone and talk to me and hear what I sound like. It's an audio medium. I'm missing out on that opportunity to just have that right there. You should just be handing someone who you are. And that's a really easy way to do it. Just make sure things are linked. Make sure you have a phone number. Uh, make sure it's easy to figure out who you are because the difference between my sending that email and it saying sent for my iPhone with zero context, what I'm asking you to do is about six things. You have to take a minute. You have to open a new browser. You have to Google me. Then you're going to decide who I am. I'm not going to tell you, which is what you don't want. And you have to click on whatever it is. And you know, it, it, what I, I'm asking you to do way too much stuff. And you're going to say like, no, I mean, we already have all these people booked. Like, I don't need to deal with this. Versus if, you know, I have links and information and everything to give you context, you know, you, you, you want to make it as easy as possible for someone to sort of accept your brags and figure out who you are. Yeah. I could not agree more. I feel like we give this advice on Claire Contessa all the time, which is like, make it easy for them mm -hmm. to say yes to whatever you're asking. And an email signature is such a simple thing. And to your point, like with the OG bio where people are like expecting to read about your bags, like people are expecting an email signature that provides more information. So a lot of times they might look for it there. So also if someone's looking for that and they want it simple, and you don't have it. It's just such a missed opportunity. And I, I feel like people always think of email signatures as like something your company gives you, but you can, you can have these on your personal uh, accounts. You can edit the one that they, unless they have like strict rules for the company stuff, you can always add a little personality to it also. Yeah. I was going to say like the design aspect of it is mm -hmm. so complex now. Yeah. I have some emojis in mine. Um, I don't love it when people change the color of the font or like a hard to read font choice, but yeah, stylistically you can make it a little bit your own. You, you want to make it easy and like, please remove your email address from your email signature. The one you're emailing me from <laughs> that drives me crazy. I'm like, why are you telling me your email? I have it. Also, um, a good thing to add is pronouns too. I feel like that's yes. super a great way to just like lay the grounds of like, here's how to dress me even, you know, just like basic things like that. I think people really appreciate too. Yeah. And I actually will do that after, after we finish recording. Cause I don't have that. And that is something that mm -hmm. everyone should have. It's easy to do mm -hmm. and important. Yeah. So the third brag is creating a personal website. We're also huge fans and advocates of this advice at Career Contessa, but tell us why you are as well. And I know that the next question to anybody listening to this is, well, should I have a personal website even if I'm a quote-unquote non-creative? So maybe you can answer those at the same time. Yeah, I mean, everyone should have a personal website. It's the one-stop shop of you in the way that you're handing people on a silver platter who you are in your bio and your email signature. This allows you to do it to the next level. We are all multi-hyphenates and we all do a million different things and you want that displayed somewhere and you also want to convey your personality. A lot of people are very anti-personal website because they feel like it has to be them dancing across the screen or it's too much. <laughs> Obviously, you know, none of us are saying, you know, we are all agreeing that it's important, but at the very least, reserve the domain of your name. There are a lot of really easy platforms to do it, but it is also the only place online where you have 100% control, which so much of Brag Better is about controlling the narrative of your career and your work. 
you don't want someone to have to cobble together between like LinkedIn and Twitter and an old article you wrote and like a really old article that mentioned you. Uh, you want to have it all laid out in one place. And then you can play with the design and color. You know, I consider myself a creative person, but I don't know how much I am a creative. And so uh, you want to show all those different things because you can't fit them on a resume. I mean, I know that resumes will continue for purposes of, you know, applying for jobs or just a standardized practice of how to show your work. But you always want to let people see everything. And especially if you have something you love to do or something you're interested in that isn't as a parent in your day-to-day, you know, in your day-to-day work or in your day job, like people don't want to see robots either. Yeah. And I can just say as someone who is a recruiter, I might start with your resume, but then I'm going to go check out your LinkedIn, your personal website. And so many people never have a personal website. So in this day and age, if you can stand out in the job search by having something else too, it just, it's great. It's, it's really great. And it, basically can make the decision a lot easier to be like, okay, they're going to get a, a phone screen at, at, at a minimum. And I think to your point, one of the keys you talked about consistency, it's like you don't want to be having this identity crisis from platform to platform. So when you have these things, you guys just make sure that you are then looking at them and like reviewing them to your point, Meredith, like once a year or once every six months to just make sure that is a there is a consistency and a cohesive message. Because I think the only problem is like someone might be having like their personal website says this, their LinkedIn says that. And then on Twitter, they tweet about all these other things. And sometimes it can be like, well, what's the common thread here? Which I think a personal website just helps you keep that consistency. Well, yeah. And so I have, you know, brag better my book and fine point my company and my speaking and my writing and my work in secondhand and sustainable fashion I do a lot of different things and, and it's also, it's great. I mean, it's about seeing it less as chores and more as opportunity, but you can show your personality, especially when we're all behind screens and nobody can meet you and nobody can infer anything or see a great outfit or whatever it is about you. That's really important, but it, it also just makes people feel close to you. It's a great way to express yourself, but it's also a great place to just look back on all the stuff you've done. And, and serve as sort of just this living resume of you. And I've, I'm, you know, often pleasantly surprised by some people's websites. Like they have fun things and it endears, you know, people to you as well. Yeah, I'm ashamed to say how long I'll spend on a website that just has like a cool scrolling feature or something. And I'm like, okay, this shouldn't judge a candidate, but I do get, <laughs> like, I do get interested in it. Okay, so your last tip is, don't forget your own personal brag sheet. So what is this and how do you share this with your manager, especially remotely? Yeah. So you want to keep all your wins in one place for you, for when you're updating your personal website, for when you're updating your bio, for when you're updating your boss. So whatever way is easiest for you, maybe that's Google Docs, maybe that's an iPhone note, maybe that is gasp on a piece of paper, Maybe once a week, take 20 minutes and write down your wins because it's really easy to forget them. And again, bragging better is a team sport and you do, do so for others and others do so for you. But you can also ask other people about the things you've done because oftentimes we undervalue things we're really good at and don't see them as worthy of bragging maybe. So even asking your colleagues or coworkers, like what was something you did that impressed them? And you say, you know, I'll return the favor. And you can always blame it on me and say, you know, I'm doing this professional development exercise or blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So, so that's a really important thing to do is just this whole running tally. And then for those that are in charge, 
that you're going to be bragging to, stating your facts to advance your career in a strategic fashion. Uh, how are you going to present this to someone who's in charge so that they can say yes to you? As we've talked about, varying things are about getting someone to say yes to you. But also bragging to someone how they need to be bragged to is important. I really sort of kick myself for not like doing sort of a relationship to like love languages and brag languages. But if your boss is someone who is good on the phone, then you're going to have to brag to that person on the phone. If your boss is someone who is really busy and likes to look at reports late at night after she puts her kids to bed, well, then you have to write it out. Um, and so on and so forth. But you want to have that whole long sheet also so that you can look back and maybe if you're feeling crappy or you're feeling like you haven't done anything or I don't know, whatever insane standard we all hold ourselves to, it's it's a good thing to look at. That's an interesting point you bring up. I, um, I was teaching a workshop the other day to a company and the workshop topic was how do you improve communication? I always start by having people get to know what is that person's communication style. To your point, like some people like to read a full report. Some person just wants the bullet points. And I think sometimes this is hard for people to understand, but it's and or they see it as like, oh, I'm having to turn myself inside out to for someone else. But it's a win for you, right? You want it to be easy for them to say yes. So learning how they communicate and then delivering that communication in a way that they're going to be able to read gets you what you want faster. So, you know, back to your goal of like, we want it to be easy for them to say yes. And I think sometimes people see that as like defeat, like, oh, I have to change my communication style to fit them. Or I have to change the way I prefer to brag or talk about my accomplishments to make them more comfortable. But it's not defeat, right? No, I mean, if anything, it's being more effective. Yeah, <laughs> it's like a good skill set. At its core, Brag Better is, it's a communications book. It's, you know, my background mm-hmm. is in communications. It's about how to communicate your work effectively to get what you want. That's all you're doing is communicating your work to the people in charge because they won't notice it otherwise, especially in a time where people have so much going on personally and you don't know what's happening in their home life or in their personal life or, you know, anything like that. You just have to like deliver the message and just move on. Well, this is amazing. Thank you so much, Meredith, for sharing these actionable brags that we can all put into practice this week and and this year to improve our careers. I want to make sure to remind everyone that not to forget that you can purchase Meredith's book. It's called Brag Better, Master the Art of Fearless Self-Promotion. It's out right now. We'll include a link in the show notes. And last thing, Meredith, anything else you want to add for the listeners? The book is available in all forms. I recorded it in a closet during quarantine (laughs) in audiobook form, Kindle. Uh, If you go to the Brag Better website, there's a list of Black-owned independent bookstores that are carrying the book. And I think that you've come with it. (laughs) Amazing. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Females. If you like what you heard, please leave us a review. We absolutely love hearing from you all and it would make our day to be able to read some new 2021 reviews in that Apple Podcasts link. If you're ready to start making your own portfolio website but don't know where to start, we can help with our online course, Digital You. We'll show you step-by-step how to create a website using Squarespace, what to include on the site, and even templates you can follow for your bio. We've linked to Digital U in the show notes. 
And a big thank you to Meredith for sharing her time and excellent advice around bragging today. Don't forget to pick up a copy of her new book, Brag Better. We've also included a link to her website and the book and the additional resources. All that is in the show notes. 